This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. Hey guys, welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name's John, and I am sitting here as always with Aaron. Aaron, what is going on, man? Hey John, not much going on. Just sitting here in the studio with you, of course, ready to go. Um, man, what are we what are we talking about today? All right, so we have an ongoing theme here on the podcast, and, and it makes perfect sense with uh, what we both do for a living and whatnot. We are trying to really harmonize your relationship between the gym, the ring, your training, your working out, all that good stuff. So today we're going to talk about four ways that pro wrestlers screw up their training. Just four, you know, there's more than that, trust me. But I'm going to dial it in with four that I see the most often, and we're going to break those down today, and we'll come back and retouch this subject in the future as we think about more. But the four that just burst onto the scene when I think about this topic, I want to get into today because I've had some recent experience with guys training and making this happen. So pro wrestlers are often their own worst enemies in the ring and in the gym. There are ways to train properly to complement your in-ring performance. The goal is to optimize the relationship between your training and your in-ring performance. And to do that, we need to discuss what you are doing wrong right now. So first off the bat, guys, head on over to Facebook. Join our private Facebook group. All you got to do is type in at how to become a pro wrestler, request to join, answer a couple questions. You got to drop your email. Other than that, you're in it to win it with me and Aaron. You can talk to all of us and all of the other people, all the other cool folks that are listening to these podcasts every single week, which is ticking up quite a bit, Aaron. I noticed recently we've gotten quite a few more listens. Very, very cool. I'm always excited to see stuff like that. Yeah, it's ticking up, seeing some more new listeners and seeing some new countries pop up on there, which is exciting as well. It's very awesome. I love to hear it. I love to hear from all you guys. So please join that group and let us know what you're thinking of the podcast and what we can do for you in the future. So, all right, guys. I've been involved with the wrestling business for about 14 years now. And in that time, I have seen and I have done some very silly things in the gym. I've experienced them. I've done them myself. I know that. That's why I'm trying to share this stuff with you. You know, and I, and all the whole time I'm never thinking about, you know, is what I'm doing going to affect my in-ring performance? I just kind of go in there like a lot of people and you just go in, you work out, you do your thing, you know, you you hope that this is going to apply to what you do in the ring later. Will it? I don't know. Today, we're going to talk about how we can absolutely make it work. So I want to break down, you know, the top four ways I've seen pro wrestlers really screw up their training and hopefully stop new wrestlers, brand new people just getting into the business from making these mistakes, kind of cut you off at the pass so you can get started on the right foot and get current wrestlers that are already doing this stuff back on track. So with that being said, let's dive right into it. This is the one that really gets a lot of guys, so we're going to lead with it right here. Thinking that more is better. Yeah. So that's number one on my list. So let's hit the ground running. This is a common misconception all the way back to the high school two-a-days mentality with football and whatnot. Now, you know, if you do two-a-days properly, if they're programmed correctly, they can be super beneficial. If you've got a coach that knows exactly what he's doing, that's great. But, so if that's a true statement, though, here's where guys really get into it. So, oh, okay, so two days are good, right? So what about three a days? Well, what about six a days? What about I work out now more than I, you know, have my day job or I work out now more than I spend time with my family or whatever. You know, guys, you hear this a lot, but it applies right here just as much as it does anywhere. It's about quality, 
not quantity when it comes to training your body. More is not better. More is just more. That goes for your in-ring performance. You hear that all the time, right? You hear the old timers say, slow down, y'all are doing too many moves, blah, blah, blah. There's some truth to that. That's not really what we're talking about today, but there is truth in there to be found. But it also applies to your gym training, which is really what we're talking about today. So when you start to add in, I don't know, a two-mile run before your leg day, now you've trashed your legs. And when you go in there to do your squats, your split squats like we've talked about in the past, they're going to be, hey, you guessed it, they're going to be trash, right? So how about this? How about if you start with your squats, right? Oh, John, I'll start with my squats. You hammer your legs with some crazy split squats, and then you're like, now I'm going to go for a two-mile run. So now you're either going to run at a pace – that barely qualifies as a jog. So, I mean, why really push yourself in the first place at this point? Or you're going to push yourself through some pain, you know, but tough it out anyway because, hey, I'm a wrestler. I'm a tough guy, blah, blah, blah. I get that. Then, you know, you're going to shoot me a message and you're going to say, John, why do my knees hurt so bad? Hmm. You know, I think I maybe I should stop squatting. Is that why? Because you, you've got me doing these split squats and that's why my knees hurt so bad? No, that's because you added in a random crazy run in at the end of this. This stuff adds up, guys. You've got to trust the process and worry more about being there consistently in the gym, training with super, super fine quality, not just being there more. That's not what it's about. So one of the worst habits I find is guys who are training optimally, um, they're getting some very decent results and then deciding that, Hey, this is great. I'm doing really good. I got results going on. So let's double everything. Right? So now all of a sudden you were on the right track, right? You were on a great path. This is, this is what happens a lot. Aaron, you told me recently you were training some guys that, that like they couldn't help themselves, yeah. but to do more reps or, mm-hmm. or whatever it was you were telling me, like they, they, they were like, ah, should I do more? And you're like, well, no. You should do what's programmed. Yeah. And then they do it anyway. Yep. And then they're absolutely trashed. Yep. And they can't finish the workout at that point. So, guys, if you're getting results, especially if you're just starting, and maybe you don't even see the results, but you're, you're just starting and you feel good, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. If you're working out and, you, and, and maybe you're not experienced enough to know if you're getting results, but you're feeling really good, just stay the course, guys. If you're following a program and getting good results, just chill, move along, be consistent, be quality, and keep going. What you don't do is go, man, I love these results I'm getting. I think I'll do triple everything I'm already doing because now you're just you're, you're absolutely exhausted. You're too tired, too sore to perform on your wrestling shows or to give it all in the gym. And you know, you're getting a half-assed attempt at both things, guys. So stay the course. Optimize your gym and ring schedules and worry more about being consistent than just being there more. Yeah, the big takeaway for me on mm-hmm. this, and this whole episode, may, this yeah. may be the takeaway, but it is the minimum dose required. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you, if you go to the doctor and they prescribe something for you, you yes. know, they're going to give you 250 milligrams for this. Right. Well, why not 500? Why not 700? Right, why right, not right, right, of course. Because that's the minimum dose required yes. to get you the result that they need. Absolutely. So it's the same thing with training. You need that minimum dose required. Right. You're absolutely right. It adds up, guys. You don't just need more, 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 more. You need to find exactly what works for you and stay the course. Awesome. I love it. So let's move on. Number two on this. So this is one we've talked about in the past. Let's talk about it some more. Number two is exercising instead of training. Okay. You've probably heard this. I've definitely said it. You know, to, to average people trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle, you can say this to them. 
Something is better than nothing. That's the phrase I'm talking about. Yeah. Something's better than nothing. To your average gym goer or your average person who's just getting started in the gym, something is definitely better than nothing. Showing up and just doing a little bit of work, even if you feel bad, that's a great thing. That phrase is super true for average people trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Guess what, guys? You guys, gals that downloaded this podcast, you're not average. I hate to be the one to break that to you, but you're not average. You're not just trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle. You are a professional wrestler making a lifestyle out of a highly specialized industry where you need to set yourself apart from your hungry peers, okay? But even more importantly, you are performing in a business that breaks your body down. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about the bump card in the past. You've got a bump card, and every time you hit that mat, you're punching a hole in it, and eventually you're going to run out of spots to punch. I'm here to tell you that you can increase those numbers. You can get yourself another card, yes, but pro wrestling can shave years off of your healthy, functioning life if you don't train properly and specifically for pro wrestling itself. So programming something, finding yourself a program you can follow that's specialized enough to where you can train consistently is the ideal. Getting that minimum dose required like Aaron was talking about, but also not just showing up and being like, uh, I think I'll do chest today or uh, I think I'll do you know legs today or whatever it is. You have a game plan that's that's way more specific than I'm going to do chest day, arm day, leg day. Yeah. You're, you've got a game plan that's way more tailored specifically for pro wrestling. Training, not just working working out. So Aaron and I have multiple episodes in the archives specifically describing workouts that you can do inside the gym that will optimize your relationship between the gym and the ring and maximize your minutes in training. No wasted time. So, you know, when you're trying to be a pro wrestler, you need to train as a pro wrestler should, not as the common gym goer does. Like I said, we've got episodes in the past. Top five moves that you can do for, for core strength as a pro wrestler. We have that episode in the past. You can go back and listen to and break down. We did a whole episode on conditioning specifically. Uh, uh, we've got this stuff out there for you guys to listen to. Yeah, and if I could just break it down yeah. real quick, kind of so what does training look like mm -hmm. versus working out? So workouts are just, like you mentioned, just yeah. randomly going in the gym and sure. saying, hey, I'm going to do some bench press and no pull-ups and yeah. uh, some curls mm -hmm. and just whatever you feel like, right? right, right. Which is fine, like you mentioned. You for know, for the normal gonna, person. Yeah, but we're, average joke. Yeah, we're not average here. We're pro wrestlers. We're trying to get up there in the elite category. Absolutely. So, man, so what training would look like is, one, you need a specific goal. Right. right? So you're training with a goal. Uh, uh, training with a specific goal, you have a main purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a plan. The plan needs to probably be somewhere between six to twelve weeks. Sure. Like it's not just I'm going to do that this week and this next week. Absolutely. Like you have a goal. You have a six to twelve week plan. You're tracking your progress, which right. what which is one of the biggest things that I see is people come in and they'll work out consistently. Yep. But they're not writing their numbers. They're down. Not, they have they, nothing to go by. Yeah, yeah. You don't know if it's like, well, what did I use last week on right. that? Uh, you know that bench press. Well, I don't know. I think it was this. No, you need to know so you can increase it by Absolutely. five pounds and, or try to get more reps. You need you need that information. Absolutely. Um, and then after you get through the whole process, so you, you know, tracking your progress, you need to test it at the end. Mm -hmm. And then you need to analyze and then tweak and then set a new goal. Absolutely. It. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of five points. You're going to have a specific goal. You're going to have a plan. You're going to track your progress. At the end of the plan, you're going to test then you're going to analyze, you're going to tweak what you need. Right. And if you're not keeping the same goal, like say if you're going to build muscle, and if you're not trying to keep building muscle or get stronger, and you say, well, now it's time to lean out, right. you need to make sure that 
that main goal, if it goes from uh, getting stronger and bigger to getting leaner, that you maintain the goal you just worked on. Right, yes. Because yeah. one of the things that guys will do is they'll go, oh man, I've gained 15 pounds of muscle, right. now I need to try to lean out, right, because right, right, I got right, too right. much fat. But then they don't maintain the strength and the muscle, they yes. just go to running all the time, and then you just waste you it. You lose all yeah. the progress you had gained, yeah. So it, so every goal needs to have the goal one, and then that at least maintained goal that's in there. Yes. So, anyway. No, you're absolutely right. I love that. That's still how I train now. I do it in smaller increments because I'm not entering performance anymore but even training now when really I don't have super super hyper specific goals it keeps me interested to at least find something to work on yeah. even if I'm working on I mean I've posted it before on our Instagram numerous times but the the goblet squat test I've talked about where you take half your body weight and you squat it for as many reps as possible um, that is something that is that's there's a goal there's something you can work up to to test to maybe hey I did that test I only got 15 reps John told me I should get 25 I couldn't get near that I need to train specifically to, with that goal in mind. And you know, you build your whole process around that for six to eight weeks. And then you test that at the end and you hope it's improved. You get 20 reps instead of 15, you know, that's an improvement. Yeah. So working towards these small goals is not only going to really get you more specific, dialed in training for your sport and your pro wrestling and the things that are gonna help you in the ring, but also it's gonna keep you a little more entertained, a little more interested as far as going to the gym goes. You have more goals in mind you know, more things to work on. So yeah. I love working out that way. And yeah, track your progress, guys. It's There's really no excuse nowadays. Everybody's sitting there with their phone. I mean, you know, Aaron's always got a notebook and he's pen and paper guy. And I, I like that a lot. I'm a, I'm a Google Doc guy. So I've got my, my phone, yes, but I'm entering my numbers onto my Google Docs that are all like highlighted and colored. Week one, week two, week three, you know, pink, mm -hmm. blue, red. Like uh, they're all highlighted and colored. And if my next phase calls for um, whatever, it calls for uh, barbell front squats. And I'm like, man, what should I do? I can look back at a phase from three, you know, three cycles ago or whatever it is and be like, okay, I worked up to a very heavy front squat of three reps of this weight, yeah. and now I'm trying to do five reps, blah, 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 blah. So then I can kind of base myself off of that. Track your progress, guys, and track the things that you do so you know what to do in the future. And don't just guess every time you go in there, and, oh, I'll pick a heavy weight or I'll pick a, a moderate weight or whatever. You should know. You should be able to dial that in way more if you're actually training yep. and not just working out. Yep. Yep. So before we move on, guys, please head on over to Facebook and Instagram. Just give us a like. That's all I'm asking. At How to Become a Pro Wrestler on both platforms. Just give us a like and you can follow along. We post cool clips. We post pictures and statements and questions and polls and stuff so check us out on there all right number three on the list talked about this before talking about it again training seven days a week and this can go right back to tip number one i started to rope it in with that but i really wanted to hit you with it right here because you know the whole more is not better more is just more this applies here as well but i really 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 want you to listen to me because i know i've said it in the past aaron said it in the past you know if you are truly training and you're not just working out, you should be taking one full day minimum of rest where there's no training yes. and hopefully no wrestling either. I know that's hard when we're performing on weekends or performing more than you know just Saturdays. Um, a, lot, a lot of you guys are working sometimes Thursdays through Sundays, which is great. I want you making money and doing, doing your, uh, your plans and whatnot. But 
finding a place to rest in there is super, super important. Like if you know you're going to a show, that's talking to guys, if you're already working and you are working three or four shows a week and you know you're going to a show where maybe you're just cutting a promo, you're not actually wrestling in the ring, maybe that could be your rest day for the whole week even. I, I can let you get away with that. But seriously, guys, training seven days a week, thinking that you have to hit the gym seven days a week, and I say gym, guys, running a 5K is not a rest. That is not a rest, okay? That's one I hear so much. But stop telling yourself you need more. If your nutrition and your training are on point, you're only going to sabotage yourself by adding more. You know, like I said, thinking, oh, I'm going to do a quick 5K or an extra leg day. Or uh, I think I'll just cut my calories further or join my buddy. You know, my buddy's working out today. I was going to take the day off, but I just joined him today. All that stuff is going to add up, okay? So imagine adding 10 extra sets of squats onto your sore legs from the solid leg day that you've already done that week. That's what an extra day on the sled or an extra mile run or an extra buddy workout does to you guys, putting more wear and tear and stress on your joints. And then you remember, you forget you're heading to wrestle this weekend, or at least eventually you will be. That's the plan. Or you're heading to training. Maybe you're heading to your wrestling training this weekend or, or whatnot. So, you know, that's more pressure on the legs. And now instead of building leg strength and maintaining muscle, you're putting pressure on the knee joint itself. You're moving into knee pain. And the first jump off the top rope is going to blow out your knees. And now you're out for six months. And now you're not doing anything. Now you're not wrestling or working out. That's where this leads, guys, over time. I know you feel invincible, but that's where it can go. So instead, be confident with your training. Stick to it consistently and recover adequately. Yeah. So th- this mm-hmm. comes back to that first one, like you mentioned, oh, yeah. minimum dose required mm-hmm. in there. And, um, you know, what does that mean, though? I know that can be, you know, I don't want you to think that you're not supposed to work hard. Sure. Because when you're in the gym, I mean, you are busting your butt. You are giving Absolutely. everything. You are working hard. But you have to rest, you know, hard as well. But the minimum dose required, um, there's a few things that you'll know if you're doing that well or if you're doing too much. Right. So one is if you're keeping track of everything would be the numbers. Are you adding yes. numbers? Are you adding weight to the bar? Um, if you are in a cycle where you're running, you know, is your, is your time going down? Right. Like, are you making progress? Right. And you have to track that to know. Yeah, so, you know, are you making progress? Um, and then the other thing I'd like to mention with this is that recovery mm-hmm. is training. Right. right? If, if, right. if anything that you can do mentally to make you feel better, yes. remember Aaron and point. John said recovery yeah, yeah. is training. It is training. That is yes. your training day. So an Epsom salt bath, yes. some stretching, going and booking a massage, that is training. It's all part all right? of the process. A- add guys. that in if you're a, I got to go seven days a week or yep. I need to do something. Just hit the be, sauna. Like, yes, come on, right. guys. Yeah. Right. So recovery is training in there. You're absolutely right. That's a great point and a great way to look at it. Think about your recovery as training. Eat some good food, quality food that's going to help your body heal and repair. Rest, you know, massage, yes, sauna, yes, any of that stuff. Get you some sun, whatever you can do. Just rest and relax and recover. All right, I got one more on the list today, and this is one I I just feel like my inner circle, my people that I'm pretty close to in wrestling, I'm going to ruffle their feathers right now. And that's okay. That's all right, because I care about them. And that's why I got to add this to the list, because this is one that I see in just about every locker room that I'm ever in. Abusing stimulants. Yes, let's talk about stimulants. So really, I'm talking about pre-workouts. I'm talking about energy drinks. I'm talking about just those caffeine, you know, just pumping things that you're taking from your Red Bulls to your Monsters to, to et cetera. They are the most 
poorly used supplement in the world. Period. I, I, I they, that's it. Yeah. They're there, and people just misuse them so badly, and eventually it adds up, guys. So I'm not against using them. And if you've trained with me, or if you've seen me in a locker room, you know I love a good energy drink, without a doubt. I absolutely do. But like any supplement, they need to be used appropriately and never abused. I have guys. So uh, on, a, on a side note, like I'll have guys all the time tell me like, they'll, they'll ask me like, hey, John, what's your favorite energy drink? Because they'll send me post a picture of one a lot. I do that a lot. I'll post a picture of a dumbbell and with my drink sitting next to it and whatnot. And for some reason, because I've posted these pictures on social media, they think that it, I hammer these energy drinks all day long. And I'm like, absolutely not. I have five cans a week, one for each of my workouts. On my two days off, I might drink coffee and that is it. That'll be the only stimulant that I have all day. And on those days that I train, I have one. One can, guys, while I'm working out. As a matter of fact, I didn't put these in my notes today, but let me hit it since I'm talking about myself personally and, and Aaron's talking about how to kind of change your mindset to make these things click a little bit better. I think of those energy drinks, those cans, it's sort of a, I don't know, you want to call it a treat? You want to call it an incentive? I don't know, but I... Know that if I train, I get to enjoy one. Yeah, That's it. And then I know that when I'm not training, I, I'm not going to have one. And my body knows that, and my mind knows that, and I never trick or convince myself when I'm sitting at home um, doing nothing on a rest day or something that, oh, you know what, I'm, I feel like having an energy drink, I'm going to have one. I don't. I just don't because they are reserved just like the shoes in my gym bag just like the gear, the, the wrestling boots in my wrestling bag, they are reserved for that special time that I'm training or I'm performing in the ring. That The energy drinks serve that same purpose. So think about it that way, guys. So a lot of guys are just using them to train when they probably have no business training that day at all, like when you're just like dead dog tired. So if you're too run down to train, the workout is going to be a waste because you have no drive and you have no energy. The smart thing to do Take the day off. Figure out why you're too exhausted to train. I know that's wild, right? If we want you to do your training, absolutely I do. But I want you recovering properly too. This goes hand in hand with the one we just talked about. So, you know, think about why you feel the way you do. If you feel like you're completely mentally exhausted, physically exhausted, and you're having trouble training, man, I should just slam a couple extra energy drinks. Think about this. Why do you feel that way? Is it improper programming? Are you following any programming? Or is it crappy programming? Is it fitting your lifestyle as a wrestler? Um, are you not taking enough rest days? Are you working out seven days a week like we just talked about? You got too much training stress? What's stressing you out? I love asking my athletes this. So, like, what is stressing you out? Like, you're dreading this run that you're about to do. If I've got somebody training for a run or something, I'm like, well, well tell me the worst thing about it. Oh, I don't like the way my shoulders get real tense. And I'm like, well, relax your shoulders while you run. I want you, uh, easy for me to say, of course. But next time you run, I want you specifically in your brain going, I'm going to relax my shoulders yeah. as I run. And maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but you are actively thinking about it, and I guarantee you it gets better over time. Um, what else stresses you out about your training? I spent a whole cycle where I was doing um, 12 reps of squats, and I'm telling you right now, I was mentally stressed on Mondays because I was like, God, those 12 squats are so hard. They're so, so freaking hard. And eventually I got to the point where I was like, you know what? This stresses me out so bad. I'm going to do eight reps today. There you go. Mm -hmm. That's it. I'm going to do eight reps today. And it was like such a huge sigh of relief. And, you know, and you're going to think I'm giving conflicting things here by saying, well, now you're deviating from your programming. But, I mean, 
where's the balance, right? Because if it's screwing you up so much that you're screwing the programming up, it's not really worth it at that point. You know? yeah. So well, yeah. and and to you know, we're both coaches, so because yeah. because I've done that in my programming and I've, um, where I've changed the reps. But I've also done that in clients programming. Yep. And one of the things too, like say they're having kind of an off day, they're stressed, yes. and mm-hmm. you know their numbers aren't just, they're not hitting the reps that they want, but right. but they need a win, like they yes. need a win in the gym. Yes. So what I'll do, just on kind of your analogy there, like say if they were um, squatting and I had twelve and they're going to do eight, so yep. now what I'm going to do is I may just add one extra set. Yeah. yeah that yeah, way they yeah, still yeah. get the total volume. That's right. That I needed them to hit. But they're not having. But they're those, feeling yeah. good at the eight reps. They get them all, and they and they got win perfect so that's great that's a great way to look at it so think about that guys what in your training is giving you stress and also what's outside of your training are are you feeling this way because you're not getting enough food are you not getting enough sleep think about these things and if you can pick one of those that it's really hitting you hard and fix it you're probably not going to be so dependent on stimulants when you head to the gym so you're yeah yeah go ahead no well yeah just to jump on the stimulant thing i mean to me the big takeaway from these and i've trained so Mm -hmm. many guys with these i've sent I've had guys that, man, back in the day, yeah. it wasn't the energy drinks. It was a powder, right, and they right, would right. put it in their drink and yeah. shake it. But I've had guys that have tried new stuff, and I've had to send them, literally had to send them to the ER right. because their heart was racing, and yeah. they were sweating, and their head, the top, yeah. this one bald guy, got his head was so <laughs> red on the top. Yeah. I was like, you, you training's to, over, yeah, yeah. you're training's going done. in. You, but um, you have, and, you know, when I had my CrossFit gym, and, and um, man, I can't remember. I think it was a Fit Aid. Yeah, like those got really Fit popular Aid, yeah, at the yeah. time, mm-hmm. and and it's a great product, and I enjoyed them. Sure, but they were overusing them, and then they would forget one on competition day. Right, they right. They didn't right, have right. enough, and then they would crash because they weren't, yes. but they because they were overdoing it. They didn't have that fix. Yeah, it, yeah. If you're going to use them, it needs to be kind of. I like your reward idea, yeah. right? Because I did that with protein shakes, where I would have there there's a mango crush, and I loved it. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. didn't want it unless it was a recovery shake. There you go. And after. Um, but it, you need to use them to your advantage. And if you're abusing them, you're yep. not going to get the stimulus and the advantage that That's they are actually way. going to provide for you. Absolutely. So, you know, you're much better off resting, assessing the reason behind your lack of energy or why. Maybe you're not lack of energy. Maybe why are you so dependent on the energy drinks? Is it just a, you know, you would be better off using them as a treat or something. If, if you're so dependent, you're just drinking them because you want to drink them. Yeah. Make it more special for yourself, adjust from there. But really what I'm trying to say is figure out the problem and you can fix it. That's what you can do if you can just figure it out, assess and make those decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, so here we go. If you take stimulants to give you all that fake energy to train, instead of you know finding out what the real issue is, you're just digging yourself a bigger hole, guys. The stimulant doesn't fix the lack of recovery. It temporarily masks it. The stress from that workout adds to the residual fatigue that you have, making it even harder to recover in time for your next session. It is a vicious cycle, boys and girls. It really, really is. So there's the one that I'm really worried about some of my boys that I'm close with. So (laughs) stimulants themselves contribute to total fatigue by overstimulating your body's receptors, which can make them resistant to your own adrenaline. Here's a little bit of science in there, guys. You can actually make your, your adrenaline tolerance worse, tolerance worse by having all these overstimulants in your body at all times. So when that happens, your strength, your power, your endurance, and your drive go right down the drain. Guys, That I mean, I've seen it, and I've seen it happening like in real time. If they over over time, they absolutely you know if you're if you're rolling your eyes right now because you think 
well, a bunch of energy drinks are not going to send me to the hospital. Maybe not. Maybe you're never going to get to that point. But I bet you they're having a reaction in your body. I bet you the reason you crash at 2 p.m. every day is because the day before you did something like this where you had way too many or whatnot. So I'm just trying to say, and this last point here is use stimulants wisely. Remember, every time you use them, it's like taking a loan at the bank. And, you know, you have more money to spend, but you have to pay it back with interest, right? So think about it that way. Never let those stimulants become a crutch for poor programming or poor nutrition. All right, guys. You can check us out on YouTube, How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Like us on there. There's a little bell you can click. That'll give you a uh, notification every single time we post a new video. We got some cool content over there I'd like for you to check out. So let us know. Let us know on the comments on YouTube or even in the Facebook group. Please join that. What do you think about these points we talked about today? Anything you think we should add to our list? Because like I said, I'd love to revisit this in the future. As more things pop out, I just grabbed the top four that popped into my head today to talk about on this episode. All right, guys, thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.